They lost. Jeez, sitting here not talking to us. Yeah. Oh, best man. He's happy they lost. What did you do this weekend? Went to Dallas. That was Dallas. God, every time we record, you tell a story from out of state. I know. I'm quite the traveler. That was Dallas. I've been on the move lately. It was good. I was I was there the day the Cowboys lost and didn't go watch the game because why would I ever pay to watch that team play? Mm-hmm. How were the vibes in Dallas after? I mean, I don't really know. I left after that because – You didn't watch the game? I had to come home. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. watch the game. I did in watch Dallas? the game. Yeah. They My bookie just texted me asking me if I wanted him to pay me. I said, no, I'll leave it in there. <laughs> I'm going to fucking donate it back the way tonight's going. Yeah, that ain't too good. Tell the tell the audience what your nerdy ass uh, purchased. What your educated ass? Oh, purchased. I went to the Texas School Book Depository where Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly assassinated JFK on the sixth floor. He did. Eleven twenty-two sixty-three. He did it. I went in the gift shop and purchased myself a newspaper of the copy, or a copy of the newspaper from the day happened. You gonna hang it up? I'm going to frame it. Wow. Put it in my prestigious office one day. Uh, that's incredible. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's incredible. How was your weekend, Cody? Uh-huh. How was our weekend? <laughs> Good. Went down to uh, – we are in Starkville, as everybody saw. Had a doozy of a basketball game, even though Case lost his side. Lost. But we lost. State was rocking, and now next home do they have it won't because they just choked the lead to Florida because they sucked. And we ain't going back was, for a minute. Game was fun. We got really drunk. Went to the district and got an absolute brawl thrown out. Almost jail. <laughs> We're not going back to start for a while. Yeah, that's that uh, at least not going back to district for a while. And that's back. I mean, that's, that's basically it. Quickest way I can sum it up, to be honest. Good, good weekend. That's it. Good little first week of work for recording. Today's Wednesday. Uh, but all I got. Wednesday bets look absolutely like dog shit right now. We've been hot. But We've been hot. We deserve this night, but hate to see all that money go. Yeah. It's never good. You got anything else, loser? I don't have anything. Can I hit you? Sure. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Let's do it. All right, my dudes, we're back again. Better. You know, you back know what better. we do. Better. Bets just not as good as last week, but we're still better. Bets are hot, but tonight's really bad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We're fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Crazy week and weekend. Hold on, hold on. Before we start, don't miss this. out on a hoodie. Oh, yeah. Real quick, before good we start. Time. Hey, hey. Merch <laughs> dropped. Sold 20 off and the it's we sold 20 hoodies already. They're here. They'll be delivered by Friday if you need to be shipped off. They'll be there by sometime next week, depending on how COVID's got everything backed up. But we're here. We got everything here. We got hoodies, two colors right now, really three if you want the gray. G likes the gray. We got a third option coming. Right, yet, yeah, call, it, call it the Jeefy special. Call it the Jeefy Grayfy special. That's what we'll call it, the Jeefy Gray special. And that's what it'll be. But, hey, black and white hoodie dropped. Officially, 
Saturday at around 5 p.m. Don't miss out. First order just went through. We'll do one more order probably next beginning of Sunday night. Beginning Sunday night, we'll do one more order through Wednesday for any of you that need to get on it, that want to get on it. And that's all I got. Let's roll into the NFL. They look good, man. Um, NFL. I'm really going to let Pace get into it to start it off every game, but all I have to say after the first slate of games is – it's fine. Joe Burrow's good at yeah, football. Yeah, good. But Pace, go ahead. He's good. And that was a great, absolute great name that you just mentioned because <laughs> somehow they played first. So we're going to get kicked off of them. Love it. Saturday afternoon, the Las Vegas Raiders traveled down to Cincinnati. Derek Carr, he's been good. He he He's carried this team, I think, as far as they were going to go. They had a lot of things go bad this year. Gruden getting fired. Um, of course, with the Henry Rugg situation, one of their starting, you know, safeties got arrested. It's just been a rough year. So for them to be 10 and 7 and make the playoffs how they did, um, just, you know, just great. They won a big game, honestly, in Los in uh, Los Angeles the week before just to get in. And just a great season. 10 and 7 is honestly over accomplished, I think, for them this year, especially with everything how it goes. And Rick Boccaccio, he's got himself a real good chance to, you know, be the starting – I mean, the head coach next year. Yeah. He's definitely put his name out there. Getting to the game, though, it was a great one. I mean, you know, Joe Burrow's been the hottest quarterback in football the past three or four weeks. It's known. The guy came out this week, 24-34, 244 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. They got the steady run game with Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase is just unbelievable. Um, rookie of the year, in my opinion. I'm, I know I'm a Mac Jones guy, but you can't give it to anybody but Jamar Chase, I don't think. Um, no, me and Co, he got to eat some words if the guy ever comes back at us because yeah. we were kind of heavy and talked really hard on kind of not Jamar Chase being a bust because we knew he was going to be good, but just Judy? the fact that we thought Smitty was going to be Schmitty. better because they graduated the same year. Jamar Chase, you know, took his senior year off, opted out, but. The guys, he's put his name in the top seven, eight receivers in all the football. Yeah. Nonetheless, he's a rookie and going to win rookie of the year. Um, so he had nine catches, 116 yards, half of Joe Burrow's yard, just incredible. Josh Jacobs on the other side had a great game, 13 carries, 83 yards. And to be and honestly, with this game, Derek Carr had to play lights out. He had to play lights out. He did have 310 yards, but he had 20 incompletions and the interception. So I hate Burrow. I'm made that known and we'll get to it next round he, he you know he's done i'm glad he got his one win whatever but that game was kind of for g it was you wanted rams and uh didn't you want rams and somebody to tie oh that was a or Cowboys he wanted Niners. raiders charges wanted, to tie yeah i wanted rams I thought you wanted – no, Cowboys no, and yeah. both to lose. Oh, but, yeah, I did. That oh, was impossible. Though. Yeah, no, it was impossible. But I'm saying, like, I kind of wanted Ra- or Bengals and Raiders, uh, to, tie. Raiders to lose, both lose. I yeah. get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Both teams 10 and 7. Bengals, rest in peace. Hey, Joe Burrow's been for real. What you got, G? What you think about that game? That was a good oh, one. Man. I mean, you know, Bengals win 26-19. I'm not – I don't think I'm exaggerating. and you, you guys can check me on this, but Joe Burrow – Ever since that senior year at LSU, he's looked like the same. And, you know, going into the NFL, I was thinking maybe he's going to struggle a little bit going in. Obviously, he has the um, ACL tear, or Achilles, or whatever it was. ACL. Uh, ACL, I thought. Had um, a great season. Leading and still had a – yeah, I think he's in the top of the list for rookie of the year if he doesn't get hurt. 
and that's with a Bengals team that was awful the year prior. Um, he gets a little help with the O-line this year, and they draft Jamar Chase, which obviously he had a great connection with with the national championship season at LSU. And he just hasn't slowed down. Like, it, it doesn't seem like the game is sped up for him in the NFL. It seems like he's doing the same thing he was doing his senior year. Obviously, not to the level just because the talent is in, on every team that he plays against. But, um, I mean, if you look at the Bengals two years ago when they drafted Joe Burrow and you told us three that they were going to yeah. be getting past the Raiders in the playoffs First and round, yeah. looking and like – Yeah. So, I, I think mean, they, we would have called them crazy. They've surrounded Joe Burrow with great talent. I mean, yeah. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and, you know, you got T. Higgins in the receiving court. That's Obviously, a great Joe Mixon's also yeah, really – Yeah, Joe Mixon in the backfield. Underrated in general in the league, I think. Yeah. So, that's really it for that game. It was a good game. We'll get to the Bengals next round. They do have a tough one coming up, uh, going to Nashville. But next game, mm-hmm. really, really not much to talk about other than this, other than the Buffalo Bills were sensational. <laughs> Yeah. I think I saw they didn't even they didn't have a, a a negative possession all game. They didn't punt, so I think they went down and scored either a field goal or a touchdown every drive. I know that Josh Allen threw for five touchdowns, no interceptions. Just too much for young Mac Jones and company on the road. Um, like I said, really not really too much to get into this one. It was an absolute beatdown. Uh, Buffalo wins by 30, 47-17. So. Josh Allen, more touchdowns than incompletions. Unbelievable. Five touchdowns, four incompletions. Yeah, I saw something like first perfect playoff. Yeah, first perfect playoff game, I, I think, punt. in a long time. If not ever, they didn't punt. They scored yeah. every possession. The so, Matt Jones and Patriots thing was – like his train had to die down just because, yeah. like, he did win. Like, yeah, when yeah. they were winning, they were playing not the best comp. Yeah. yeah he yeah. was playing good football, but – I mean, yeah. I admit that I was agree, wrong on that one, Yeah, too. we were – I mean, yeah. but, but I still, think his train had to die, and he's, I, not, I just he's think, a rookie. Like, I just think we gave him a little too much. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's definitely a talented. He's in a good system, so he's going to be good for a while. I gave the Patriots too much credit, and I don't think I gave the Bills enough. Yeah, no doubt. playing at home, that they're – And what we see out of this is – I think Tom Brady was the answer in New England. People oh, yeah, wondered for, for a long sure. time about – but, I mean, Bill Belichick's a great coach. Yeah, one of the top yeah. all-time, no doubt. No doubt is both of them. But you see what a all-time great-level quarterback does for you. It just puts you over the edge when you have that great coaching too. The NFL is a system where I think you need a quarterback, a great system, and good talent around the quarterback to have a chance. Yeah. And it's the best league in all of football. So, really, with that one, not much to get into. If y'all don't got anything else, really, no. really a blowout in that one. The next game. Um, Sunday morning, you know, at noon, I think this was a game a lot of us gave the Eagles a little more credit, I think, just yeah. because the fact the Bucks were so injured. But like we said, all three of us did say it last episode, they still have one guy, and that's Tom Brady. Hmm. And he came out and sliced and diced. I think he had three incompletions. He was just sensational, and that was easy early on. I think they got up 23 or 24 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh had a couple garbage time touchdowns. I mean, Philadelphia had a couple garbage time touchdowns in the end, but – uh, there's some questions going into the Philadelphia offseason. I mean, but to have three first round picks this year, yeah, and to still make the playoffs in that year before, that's saying a lot. Like that, that's big time to make the playoffs and still have three first round picks. So you weren't in the best position to win coming into the season, but you had a better season than people gave you credit for. And I think a lot of people that we know and that we look at, a lot of people were heavy Philadelphia, you know, plus mm-hmm. eight and a half this game just because thinking they had a good run game, they had a chance, but Tampa Bay's defense always steps up in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't like all the slander that Jalen Hurts is getting right now. I understand I you're aggravated with how he played. He's out of sync. He's still a young guy. And that, let's be honest, the Eagles aren't 
as talented as a lot of teams in the NFL. I mean, granted, most, they have a good O line. Yeah, you don't have that many weapons. Most, most people at the beginning of the year didn't even give him a shot to make the playoffs, and look at where Jalen Hurts brought him to. Not saying, I mean, obviously Devonte Smith was a staple for them in the receiving core, um, breaking the franchise record for they got to get him rookie. Or, yeah, he was open a lot, but I think Jalen Hurts was just under duress the whole time. He yeah. didn't have a chance to even look up half of the time. So. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that the game was completely on Jalen Hurts. I think he made a couple ugly throws, um, made a couple young decisions because he's a young player and he's still learning. Um, but I think that guy has such a locker room presence and such a leadership role on that team. I mean, if you're a, a second, third-year guy and you're the one speaking, getting a standing ovation in the team meeting the night before, that's something special and something to behold. So if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm riding with Jalen Hurts at least yeah, for two yeah, more yeah. years for Give sure. Give him a chance for sure to finish out. So um, I mean, and look at his opponent. He's playing Tom Brady. Like nobody's gonna be tough to beat him anyway. We'll yeah. that later. Scully, Eagles fan, what do you think? They uh converted Eagles, not yet. I guess not. Just okay. not yet. Yeah. Uh they're gonna have to I just don't know if Jalen Hurts is really gonna be that guy for the whole time. Uh as far as for Eagles future goes, awesome getting three first round picks. Uh, they got a, they got a chance to really cash in. You know, it's hard to really nail three first round picks, but if they can nail, you know, two out of three, I'd say mm-hmm. be a big deal for them, and maybe can get some stuff going. But this year wasn't. I mean, yeah, they were in playoffs, but with it being expanded, you know, more teams getting in. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone really thought like that was going to be a major threat. So for the future, these three, I feel like these three first round picks are big, really big for the Eagles because they are yeah. closer than most teams. I feel like as far as getting over that hump or kind of getting from good to great almost. But – and with the Cowboys being in kind of shambles, like their division, you know, maybe maybe nailing these picks and getting some real serious weapons or some serious help that they need then can kind of lift them over that edge. So, I think, I think the main story for the Eagles is these three picks in the first round. Yeah, it's going to be crucial. Pace, I got a comparison for you. You know I love comparisons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how Bubba not being sure if Jalen Hurts is the piece for a championship, I may agree with. But I think that his leadership kind of mirrors that of when Baker came into the Browns after all those losing seasons and just rough yeah. spots. But he turned I mean he turned the franchise into their competing for a playoff spot every year. Yeah. And maybe Jalen Hurts is that guy to turn them from that losing streak or whatever into a, a team that compete, but maybe it's not him that's gonna get them on that on that run to the Super Bowl, to that Lombardi. So, that was a good point. But yeah, I just yeah, thought – good point. I just thought that – because, I mean, personally – I think Jalen has all the tools. I think what it comes down to in the NFL is you have to have unreal field uh, field vision. And yeah. I think he lacks sometimes. He missed mm-hmm. a lot of touchdown throws wide open this year. Yeah, but I saw Devontae was wide like open. Like you say, I mean, that comes along with – that comes down to also being young. So, I think they mm-hmm. do give him one more year. I don't it's know also hard as fuck compared to oh, yeah, yeah, Baker yeah. just because Baker's loud as – yeah, crazy. No, I know you're comparing they're just their roles, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, hearing someone say, okay, let's compare Jalen and Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. And the way, as I mean, like, we forget Philly won a Super Bowl, not too crazy. long ago. Yeah. yeah, like three or four years ago. Baker took four the Browns out of just a fucking decade of misery. Just yeah. And he's pure a, misery. And honestly, he's on his way out. So, I mean, yeah. I think that's. I do agree that he got them to a point where now they're kind of yeah, competing, yeah. but and now they want something. It's almost better. like they hit a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, like we said, Tampa Bay did what we thought Tampa Bay was going to do, even without their key pieces, and um, 
Philadelphia came up a little bit short. They're an older, they're a younger team, and they're gonna they're gonna be here to compete. I think for a minute in the uh, NFC East. Next game, game of the week. To be honest, I think this was the one the world was most ready to watch. I think it was the most seventh most watched. I think it was the. Uh, I think that was you know this game right here was the most watched NFC or any any wild card game in a very very long time. Um, but San Francisco and Dallas. I know this was one we kind of butted heads on a little bit on the podcast last week, but it was one that we knew we all knew it was a trap game. Mm-hmm. I think me and Cody still went with the Dallas Cowboys just because one being at home and really my opinion, I just thought the Cowboys were going to finally do it. Mm-hmm. I thought they had all the pieces on offense. I thought their defense was playing the best it's played in years. I just thought this was their year to do it. But what it came down to in the end for this one is coaching Kyle Shanahan, Flat out out coached Mike McCarthy and San Francisco just played their game all game. No matter what happened, they ran the ball, pounded the ball. Debo Samuel's is the best weapon in all of football. There's no other guy that can do what he does, play receiver and go for, you know, 80 to 90 yards and get 15 carries on the ground That's and crazy. get 65 to 80 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He's just unreal. And he's there, he's there, he's their go. So Honestly, man, this is a great game. San Francisco is a dangerous team, to be honest. They've owned the Packers in the recent years. We'll get into that in a minute. But just getting to this game in general, I think a lot of people are just killing Dak. I mean, he didn't have the most efficient game. He did miss a lot of throws if you watch the game. But then again, it's coaching because everybody in this world knows now that the keys should be handed over to Tony Pollard. I mean, the offense just looks better. Zeke's had a – Come to find out he had a PCL tear the whole game. So, I mean, PCL tear, it's hard to even walk. I mean, much less play, you know, an NFL playoff game. So, I just think the one drive Tony Pollard was in, this is a cool stat for I kick it off to one of y'all. Tony Pollard had 30 yards, net yards on the drive, and they mm-hmm. scored their only touchdown. Or their, they scored a touchdown on that drive. Mm-hmm. So, I just really think that um, – I just think that they got to get Tony Pollard more involved, and I really would be shocked if this season going elsewhere this year. Yeah, Dak – I don't know. Dak's fifth year, and they really ain't done shit. Uh, like you said, Dak didn't play very great at all, not defending him. Uh, like you said, Zeke's not the answer. I think Pollard is as well. I agree with that. And, I mean, it's just – when you got a fan base yeah. that passionately saying McCarthy's got to go and – just seeing the last play call and some of the other – the discipline. I think they had like 16 or 18 penalties. 14 penalties. 14. So, a little less than I thought. But either way, 14 penalties in playoff game. Just – I don't know. It they I mean, they looked like shit. Like, they played a horrible football game. So, definitely a trap game. Uh, I don't think 49ers will make it through this round. But, you know, they made it through that one. And they – you know, they did what Dallas didn't. And 14 penalties in the play call, and I feel like you just – McCarthy and Zeke got to go, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Cowboys or Cowboy fans, but if I'm in their shoes, I'm thinking McCarthy and Zeke. See you. Or at least got to get more of a better split time with Pollard and Zeke if Zeke gets back fully healthy. Watching the Cowboys lose really doesn't get old for me, especially on the Nickelodeon game of the week. Watching them get swamped after a Debo Samuel or somebody touchdown, but – um, I definitely agree with y'all. I don't really don't think Dak's the problem. Um, I've said this before to people. I'm an Ole Miss fan, but I wouldn't mind seeing Dak in a Sean Payton offense for a year just to see because I really think that he would be able to prosper. But I also think that about any quarterback that has shown that they can play good football 
um, just because I believe in Sean Payton's offensive prowess so much. Also, I see a bunch of people getting mad about the QB draw, which it was a dumb play because the clock keeps running and people getting mad about the refs not running a 4-3 down the field to spot the ball. But you have to know the rules if you're going to watch football and complain about it. And after a run play, the ref has to be the one to stop the ball. They have to have time to set the ball. And when you run the ball, that time doesn't stop. So it's not college. You don't get the time to stop after the first down. Um, I think most of our listeners probably know that, but I was just saying it for those who don't. Um, 49ers, I would love to see them with a different quarterback in Debo Samuel because Debo Samuel is literally their team on the offense. Be Lance, for sure, Lance. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just like – I don't know if I've ever – I've seen in a long time someone as versatile as that, that gets as many touches as that and is not being stopped in any way, shape, or form by the defense, especially a good Dallas Cowboys defense. So um, it'll be interesting to see him go against A-Rod and the guys up in Lambeau next week, but I've I've got the cheeseheads in that one. Yeah. Mm. No doubt, and we'll get on to that one in a second. Final game of wild card weekend. Blow, not final game, we got two more. But second to final game of the weekend. We got <laughs> Pittsburgh, who got in by the skin of their teeth, Fucking traveling to Kansas City, and honestly, the score doesn't do it justice. It was exactly what we thought. Pittsburgh got a couple touchdowns, garbage time late. They couldn't get absolutely anything going on offense early on. T.J. Watt got the lone touchdown of the game. And Kansas City was phenomenal. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes had an unreal game. I think he threw for he threw for five wow, touchdowns and one pick. Yeah, unbelievable. Great game for him. Travis Kelsey's unbelievable, um, especially in the playoffs, man. He's just so tough to guard, and he's so great after the catch. I really don't got much on this one, though. Shout out to Big Ben. Hall of Famer, but didn't have enough, nowhere near enough. Receivers didn't help him out either early. Big and Kelly. that's it. That's it for um, that's it for Big Ben, and that's it for the Pittsburgh Steelers on the year. And the Chiefs are dangerous. How about the rumors from uh, – I'm really not trying to make a joke here, but – Yeah, tell me. Old Big Ben with the with the charges at one point in Pittsburgh, another thing about getting Deshaun, just bringing in Charge Jr. Why not? Why not? Got away with it once. Probably be good. Probably be good. Yeah, probably bad. Deshaun could play. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I do feel like a, like the Chiefs are getting a little bit too much credit for beating Steelers. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely advanced, but I feel like some people are like, "Oh my God!" Like Chiefs and Patty are really like he's locked back in. He's fully back. This and that. Like they showed us several signs throughout the year that they're not the same Chiefs they were. I'm not saying they're bad by any means, but I feel like like people giving them the credit that. Like, they could easily run the Super Bowl. I just don't think it's going to be easy. Like, that game would definitely be the biggest winning margin they have by far. And I just don't see them – I don't see their offense clicking like that again the rest of the postseason, which that's asking a lot. But yeah. I just – I don't know. I don't think – I think they're going to run into the problems that they've ran into this year. Steelers were the worst team in the playoffs. No yeah, doubt yeah. about it. So, yeah, I agree with you. All right, final game of the weekend. It was another blowout. Uh, not sure that we really expected it to be like this, but this team, if they play like this, how they did on Monday night, they are an absolute juggernaut. The Los Angeles Rams, we knew they were like this on paper, but they look absolutely unreal on Monday night in a playoff game. This game was the biggest game of the year for Matthew Stafford. Now he has the biggest game of his career on Sunday. Um, 
the Rams, man, they looked unreal. He didn't have to do much. I think he threw 17 times, 205 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. If he doesn't throw picks, adding Cam Akers back was absolutely unreal for them. He had 13 carries for like 94 yards. Killed he killed a man. He hurt him bad. Shout out to Boodle Baker. Glad yeah. he's okay. He's though. fine. So he's 100%. Yeah, he yeah. But he absolutely lowered the boom on him. And Cam Akers is a specimen. And to have him back, um, it's just absolutely unreal. And this team right here, I think, is the scariest team in the playoffs right now. They got a big one this weekend. They got to face the GOAT. But I want to see how team. the odds keep shaking up throughout the week because they're going to change. G's going to hate this. I'm fucking sprinkling some money on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. yeah plus, almost plus 700. Those odds in the way, I get it. Probably a little too much credit to them too, but – with Cam, with Akers back and – Odell playing how he's playing. Odell with being Cook. a target. I, I was right about beat. Odell. I was right about him. Just got to say that. I was right as well. But Rams having the three monster backs back. Yeah. Ran the ball tough. 38 times. Only had to throw it 17. That's a good way to limit your interceptions when you only throw it 17 times. Very good way. So, and I feel like that's the biggest – that was the biggest red flag to us and the Rams, like questioning the Rams and stuff was, you know, Stafford, he can't – can't throw picks. That's it. He's got to be. He's got to be efficient. Yeah, and they run the ball forty times. Like I said, it's a good way for him not to throw interceptions. So, I, I like the Rams. There's only one thing that became clear to me after watching this game. They threw the game against Forty ers I'll just tell you, they didn't want to face a Gold Dome, and it wasn't the Forty ers They didn't want to see that Floor de Lee in black and gold coming after old uh, Matthew Staffy. He didn't want it. Odell didn't want to get locked down by C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Marshawn Lattimore. Cooper Cup, he's from the suburbs. He didn't want to get talked to like Marshawn Lattimore's been talked to him. God. And they lost and then they won. Yeah. Now we're out. We're out. Hmm. And it's the Rams' fault because they threw the game against the 49ers. We were going to beat them first round, and now they're good. Now they're gone. Somehow, some, I mean, let's just be honest. 49ers game and the Rams we saw against the Cardinals, two completely different teams. Yeah, well, they were up big in the 49ers again, too. Absolutely. Blew yeah. It. And just blew it. I wonder why. I wonder. We all wonder why. Frauds. Fraud. You heard Anyways, it. Anyways, no, in all seriousness, the Rams, they're a great team. And Odell Beckham Jr. is playing the ball that I know he's capable, the middle of the law, capable of playing. I called it. That's why capable. I wanted him at the Yeah, I said it. So I want him at the Saints so bad because I know he's going to be – he's a future Hall of Famer. He's that kind of athletic specimen that he's really that good. I can't um, Thank you. Copy off Your verbiage is incredible. Your verbiage is incredible. Um, yeah, man, I, I mean, they're a good team. But like Pace said, although they've probably got to go through Lambeau to get to the Super Bowl, they've got their biggest test, and that is the most seasoned – playoff veteran that has ever put cleats on and stepped on a football field, and it's Tom Brady. That's right. So, That's right. we'll see what they can we'll do against him. And we will get into that because now – this. Let's just talk real quick. This weekend's games Incredible. are awesome. They are awesome. This week, this past week was kind of like, all right, let's see who can do what. Like We got four you know, little like Yeah, yeah. This is – this weekend's nice. Yeah. This yeah. weekend's nice. Yeah, and we're going to kick it off. Bring us into it. And we're going to kick it off. This weekend, the same way we kicked off last weekend, getting to watch the hottest offense in football, go down to Nashville, and King Henry is back. He got cleared today. Full contact practice, passed all his tests. He's back. He's back. They say he's 100%. I think he'll get 25 to 30 carries just like he never left. 
Cincinnati's got to go to Tennessee. What do y'all think? Let me get predictions. Give me a little rundown on the game. H predictions how we'll run this. Bengals are fucked. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get it. The Bengals are fucked. The Nashville's, Nashville's going to be rocked. Broadway's going to be I mean, big. if you're a Titans fan, like, you or even if you're a fake Titans fan, what, if you're in the stadium and you see that dread-headed 6'5", whatever he is, 270, come back out on the field. You this is what you waited on. This is your actual – like, King Henry ain't like, – We talked about this. So, yeah, certain nicknames are nicknames. Like, no, he, he's really their king in Nashville. Like, he's 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 them. He completes the team and completes them and takes them way farther than any other player. And that, my opinion is he's the true definition. Obviously, he was hurt this year. It's not going to happen. But he's the true definition of a most valued player. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he changes the whole – changes everything. The whole about the team before, and everything, like, yeah. Him even being a threat back there obviously opens up secondary even more. Oh, opens yeah, up yeah. everything. So I'm excited to see him. I'm going to be absolutely hurt if he comes back out and somehow just doesn't do what he does and is hurting a little bit, doesn't get a lot of carries. So really that's the main thing I'm praying for is to him. I'm not even asking 30 to 35 carries, but I need to see like 25 plus, hopefully. So if okay, I can, if I can see that I, I do not understand a way that the Bengals can beat the Titans in Nashville. Yeah, what you got, G? Well, I'll tell you something. I'm gonna leave that Broadway team alone. Mm, wow. I'm gonna go oh. for the jungle, the Bengals, the Jungle Cats. Um, after watching the fireworks that uh, the Bengals were able to produce. Um, I, I just think they're a really good team. Raiders don't have a bad defense at all. Obviously, it wasn't home for them, but I don't know. The Titans in the playoffs just always seem like they, they're always hot and then they just fall, and they were really hot to end this season. Um, obviously, King Henry's coming back. They've got A.J. Brown, but is Ryan Tannehill their guy that's going to get them on that run and take them uh, to the Super Bowl? It's possible. But I'm just so far on the Burrow train right now that I don't see myself getting off of it yet. So uh, I'm going to ride with them. Heard it there, man. Heard it there. So we got Titans, Kohe, and we got Bingo's G. That's right. Fuck you. And, hey, I'm going with King Henry. I think uh, – I love Cincinnati. I'm on the Burrow train, not going to lie. I think he's the top five quarterback in the game right now. I'll give it to him, honest to God. I really do think he is. That being said, I think the Titans, if they're ever going to do it, this is it. They got first home, they got home field advantage locked up all the way through. If they play a football game in the playoffs, it's going to be in Tennessee, unless it's the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So they got that working for them. I think if they're ever going to do it, this is the time for Tannehill to step up. I think it does help that King Henry's been out for six or seven weeks because um, it really kind of taught Tannehill how to win without him, and he had to over he had to throw the football to win. Yeah. And I think having Julio – I mean, having a, uh, A.J. Brown back healthy is huge. He's a beast. And then adding Julio, uh, Julio Jones, who they say is back 100% now finally on the year. That's big time for them. So, they're going to have all their weapons. They're going to have guns blazing, a great D-line, good defense, and I think Nashville's going to be rocking. So, I'm going to go with the Titans right here. That's right. a good one. Good start. Chase, Mixon, Burrow are nice. Great start. They ain't, got Great shit. they ain't got shit to do to stop him, King. Right, you heard that's, that. that's what he hit. You heard it here first. What's and they, the over-under? You got it? Over-under is 47, but I will say this. This is big. The Bengals start defensive tackle, best run stopper, out. Mm. Out. Hammer the over. That's out. Hammer the over. You heard it here first. Hammer the over at 47. Next game, 7-15 that night, the NFC bout. It's the guy. It's the MVP. This is his year to do it. 
If he's going to do it, this is it. After everything he's ever come, he's going to have another MVP year, back-to-back years. He's blown it in the past probably four years in the playoffs and lost two NFC championships in a row. This is absolutely it. The San Francisco 49ers give him the biggest problems, but I do think this is the year for Green Bay. It's going to be 19 degrees with a wind chill, like negative five. It's going to be absolutely mm-hmm. freezing. San Francisco, the only thing that works for them here is they're a running team. They're a trenches team. So on this one, I'll give my pick first this time around. Then I'll kick it to G. I'm going with the I'm going with the um with the Packers. I gotta go with the Packers. I got to go with the Packers. I gotta go with Aaron Rodgers. They're not gonna lose. I'm imprinting it in my head now. I think they're gonna do it this year. Um, but I'm going Packers in this one. Minus six. I don't know. I think it could be close to that, but then again, it could be where the Packers just blow them out of the water. Uh, I think I'll, that'll be one I probably lay off of, especially as spread goes. Money line's probably a really good take, but it's going to be pretty pretty big odds. But over that forty seven as well. But going to be a great game. I'm going Packers. I won't even hop into it. I'm just going to go Packers. I'll let that one ride. Yeah, Roger. I mean, he's got to get one. Man, he's got to win. He's got to win. Get a win in the playoffs, I think. But then the other part of me is like. He shows us time and time again how Green Bay does, but I'm kind of like y'all. I don't think I don't think this year is the year of the choke. Uh, I think he's heard enough of the talk, and I think he's going to actually get it done. Heard that, heard that. So we all going Roger here, all going Packers to advance Sunday. This is going to be the best day of NFL football. I think the two best games. I think maybe of this possibly this whole playoff. Um, first at two o'clock, we get the Los Angeles steaming hot Rams going into Tampa Bay, who got to knock off Tom Brady. Um, we know the story in this one. Los Angeles Rams are going to be underdogs because of what Tom Brady's done in the past. Um, it's going to be absolutely – it's going to be hard to beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I know they're missing a lot of people. I know Leonard Fournette comes back this week. They're supposed to get Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wars back on the offensive line. So, that's going to be big time for them. I think um, this one's tough for me, very tough. Uh, my sleeper pick a couple of three weeks ago was the Rams. And honestly, they got to show me one more week. I think I'm going to go against them one more time. Just one more time. If they do it this week, I promise you I'll, I'll, I'll take them. Against, all I'm all in. If they do it this week, I'll take them against the Packers next week. But my pick for this week, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I can't bet against him. He's got to show me otherwise. If he loses, I bite my words, but. I'm going with the GOAT. I'm going with Tom Brady. They're at home. That gives them a little advantage. The defense plays great. I think Stafford makes a couple of mistakes, and I think Tom Brady cashes in, and I think Tampa Bay wins this one in a very small margin. Well, you you fellas know I hate both of them. Can't stand Tom Brady, but he's the best quarterback to play the game. Can't stand the Rams. They're the worst franchise in the NFL. For that reason, I'm going to go with the old sun kisser, Tom Brady. He's wow. going to do it. Tom Brady's going to do it. You heard it. He has two. I know he's going to get it. be hard for you. Tom, Tom, Tom. Said I wasn't going to do it. I said I wasn't going to do it unless it was against Roddy or King Henry. But after seeing – Cam Akers from the good old sip put uh put Buda Baker about three feet under. He half killed. He didn't kill him all the way. I'd say three feet. 
Uh, after he killed Buda Baker, I'm – fuck it. Fuck you, Tom. He I'm heard going, it. I'm going Rams. He's going Rams. That's a big side pick. I love it. I love when we have one one or two different. Uh, going Rams. Going Rams to beat the Bucks. That's going to be probably game of the week. But you got this one. And this one is going to be – it has a chance for all the fireworks in the world. We got two of the top five quarterbacks in the league, I think. And they're both very young, and they're both very, very good. And we got the Buffalo Bills going to Kansas City. This game is going to be absolutely unreal at 5.30 Sunday afternoon. Um, the Bills got everything rolling for them. They beat the Patriots team with a young quarterback, good defense. But Patriots team that wasn't ready, San Francisco – I mean, Kansas City hasn't really been Kansas City all year, but in the past six weeks, seven or eight weeks, I think they're seven and one. Um, they've been on the road late, and I think the defense has been showing up for them. This is one of those games, too, where I can't go against them. I can't go against Patrick Mahomes at home in Arrowhead. I know they might have a different view on this one because, honestly, it can go either way. It's only one and a half Kansas City, and this game right here could go absolutely either way, and I wouldn't be shot one bit. But I also can't go against Patrick Mahomes at home in the playoffs. He's just proven to me time in and time out besides the Super Bowl loss that he's just going to get it done. So, I'm going to go Kansas City here. The Bills got the best of Kansas City early in the year, but I think Chiefs get them back right here on Sunday night, and I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going to do it. It's their, it's their time. I'm going to go with the Bills. Just think uh, Stephon Diggs got that hunger. You see, you always see that picture when they're about to play in the playoffs of him watching them celebrate on their field, but – I don't think it's going to be old Stefan that puts the dagger in the Chiefs. I think it's going to be Josh Allen and his bazooka arm. So, uh, Bill's Mafia, I'm bleeding blue this week. All right, going back on my word a little bit. I don't know who – I'm seriously, this is the most game I don't know who's going to win. We're Chiefs. What's the line? One and a half Chiefs. I just hate that we're giving Chiefs as much credit in the year they've had, like, I don't know. They haven't been normal Chiefs yeah. all year. But that last week looked a little like old Chiefs. Yeah. So, if they do get hot at the right time, then, yeah, they can they can run it a little bit. But I, I don't know. Pace says we're going Chiefs. I mean, they, they, have, like, they have no ceiling, but we've seen them hit the fucking roof several times this year. Right. Well, I mean, I'll ride. I'm a rider. Pace wants to go Chiefs with the money, then we'll go Chiefs. But I'm just openly saying that I don't have a clue which way this game could go. That's all I'll say about it. I will throw this out there. I'm sprinkling a little bit on Titans, a little bit on Rams. Those are my two 100% sprinkling a little bit to win Super Bowl at both right under plus 700 is the only reason. The Rams are the one seed and have, like, the six best odds of winning out of the eight teams left, which is absolutely insanity. So, there's, yeah. my, there's my takes on the NFL. All right. You heard it here. All right, dudes, a little college hoops update. It's going to start it off the way I have to start it off every week, it seems like, since we've been hitting it. And uh, Auburn's for real. I hate to keep bringing them up because I know this guy's a Bama fan. Auburn's, oh, Auburn's really, really, really hooping. Uh, 
Baylor back-to-back losses, then bounced back. Knew they weren't losing three straight. Uh, stupid to bet against them if you did. But they fall a little bit. Duke loses a heartbreaker to Florida State this week that we saw. And I don't know, it's just been upset after upset after upset, I feel like, and not even necessarily trending towards teams losing on the road. You know, teams are losing at home. Uh, Kentucky has a dominant big-time win. Arkansas, one of the most inconsistent teams in the country right now, but showing us shades that they could be the real deal uh, and then showing us shades that they're not. So SEC alongside the rest of the country is just shaking up to where in my opinion, you can just feel we're getting closer and closer to March. Uh, we just witnessed Bama have a big-time win at home against LSU, who's number 13. So, starting to turn into the SEC being, being a little bit of a, a cannibal. Yeah, wow. wow. I like that, just eating each other alive almost. Yeah. So, SEC is shaking up big time. Auburn's really the only one that's going to pull way, way ahead, it seems like. And – you know, you know, the SEC tourney goes like really good chance, in my opinion, Auburn wins the uh, wins the SEC outright and probably doesn't win the SEC tournament just because yeah, that's yeah, how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga. Uh, how about how about Auburn got hosed on the one on getting the one seed yeah. overall? Like yeah. that dude bet him ninth. Yeah, from Kansas. God, man, that's absolutely brutal. I'm an Alabama fan. I absolutely love it in the sense, but they got hosed. Yeah, Gonzaga's I mean, at the, the best one at the fourteen and two. Auburn's at two at 16 and one. And Auburn, like, Gonzaga ain't even been playing, like, the comp or nothing. Like, Auburn. I mean, the couple has, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple comp games that Gonzaga played. I mean, Bama and Duke, they lost both. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They don't, that's, you're right. They don't have any good, good wins. Good really. wins. Yeah, I agree. Nothing crazy. You got Arizona at three, Purdue at four, Baylor at five. Like I said, dropping after them back-to-back losses. Uh, the Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. You got Duke at six, Kansas at seven, Wisconsin, a team I want to talk about. I think they're – as far as value goes, I know last week I think you could have got Auburn at like 20 to one maybe. And Wisconsin, I don't know what they're at still. they are still got to be crazy good odds in the 3,000, 4,000 range. Uh, I really like Wisconsin. I really like Auburn. Obviously, you got your big-time guys. As we talked, just stated, Gonzaga – Arizona, Purdue, Baylor, Duke, Kansas, all them big-time names. You know they're going to be in the mix every year. Uh, like I said, Kentucky with a huge, huge win, uh, just absolutely destroying Tennessee. I think they beat them by close to 30. So, Kentucky looking like they could possibly figure it out. But, you know, kind of reminded me of Arkansas a little bit. Definitely, Kentucky's definitely better than Arkansas. But, you know, we saw we saw Kentucky lose a bad one against LSU. And now they won three straight, but just just the inconsistency, losing to Duke earlier in the year, they lost to Notre Dame. So, SEC just – I don't know. They're going to have to figure it out. Right now you got Auburn at 5-0 and in conference, 16-1 and overall, just absolutely dominant. And then a team that no one's really talking about still haven't broke the top 25 is A&M at 15-2 and and 4-0 and in conference. So, just – Wild to me that they ain't even touched the top 25 yet. And then the rest of the hunt's pretty close. Everybody having one or, or Kentucky having one loss, everyone else in the two to three range. So nobody really uh, just dominating besides Auburn, in my opinion, and AM. So gonna gonna be a good matchup. We're really into SEC play now, five game five or six, even seven. Yeah. 
And I don't know. We got a long way to go to March, but at the same time, it'll be here before you know it. So really looking forward to how it's going to match up. GV, all right, let's get into this UFC 270 and let's get out of here. First, before we get into the card, I want to talk about Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier again. They're still talking, John back and forth on Twitter. Nate Diaz is saying he's tried to sign the fight with Dustin Poirier since last year. He's dodged two fights in that time frame, so I call cap, but that's besides the point. It's very much looking like this fight's going to happen sometime before the second half of the year. So that's going to be really fun. They announced officially, officially, officially Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. We all know that's going to be a bitter rivalry between two old roommates. That's going to be really fun to watch, not just the fight itself, which will be a fighter's fight. It's going to be really entertaining, but also because the beef and the crap talking and all of that is going to be really, really entertaining. Um, so if you're a fan of the press conferences and stuff, um, that'll be a week for you to tune in for sure. But the two fights I really want to talk about on the UFC 270 card are the co-main events. First for the flyweight title, Brandon Marino and Figueredo. Um, it's the third time they fought the first one with a draw um, letting Figueredo hold the title. And then obviously the last fight, Brandon Marino submits him um, and wins the title. First Mexican-born UFC champion ever, which is really cool. Um, he's got a Lego belt. It's pretty cool. Mm. But I really love Brandon Marino. Um, I hope he wins again, and I hope he keeps on defending that flyweight title. He's been in the game for a long time, and he deserves a good run for himself. Next up, it's probably one of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time, in my opinion. Uh, we got Francis Ngannou, which is, everyone knows, hardest-hitting heavyweight maybe the UFC has ever seen. Actually, I don't think there's a maybe about it. I think he is the hardest-hitting heavyweight the UFC has ever seen. Um, but he's fighting his old sparring partner in Cyril Gaon, uh, the man from Paris. Well, they both train in Paris, but Ngannou's from Cameroon, they got a little beef with uh, the coach that is Gon's coach now, it used to be in Ganu's coach. So it's a whole big deal. Um, I've got to go with my fellow Frenchman in Cyril Gon. Um, he's just, I think he's the quickest and most technical heavyweight that has been in the UFC since its inception. I don't think that that's really up for debate. He moves like he's in welterweight with flying knees and he's just, he's a kickboxer, you know, he moves so fast, especially to be 200 and whatever, 215 pounds or whatever he's moving at. Um, it's just crazy to think about, but he has the skill in wrestling and in striking, but Francis Ngannou has got the power. And sometimes that's all you need. If he touches you one time, it could be the end of the fight. Um, so championships are about to be merged. Francis Ngannou is about to – this is his last fight on his UFC contract, so we'll see what he's going to do next. Um, but I hope Gon wins. I think it's going to be a really fun fight unless Ngannou catches him with one big early. But I think Cyril Gon is going to touch him with whatever he wants to touch him with um, just because I don't think 
and God, it was as quick as him. But like I said twice already, and I'm being very repetitive, and gone who's got the punch of a monster truck going down the interstate. So power meets precision. Conor McGregor once said that precision beats power, but we're going to see if that holds true this weekend. What's up, my dudes? A little quick message, not that anyone gives a fuck, but Hideki Matsuyama, comeback of the century Sunday in golf tournament, went to playoff hole, Russell Henley, par five, I believe, went driver, bomb, three wood, bomb, thanks for playing Henley, just an outstanding golf comeback, had to throw that in there on Sunday, uh, also got himself a $1.4 million bag, so shout out to uh, Hideki. It's a hell of a day. Yeah, shout out to Hideki. Great comeback. Uh, Google it if you haven't seen it. Awesome, awesome playoff hole. Can't wait for that weather to get warm. I'm going to play a wild amount of golf. Um, All right, dudes, I think that's it. Um, Go buy those hoodies. They're awesome. Wait for the Jeefy special. It's coming. You're going to want it. So just rack up on all three of them if you want. Uh, Keep listening. Keep liking, subscribe to us on YouTube, on YouTube, on Spotify or Apple Music or God, I'm butchering it. Spotify or Apple Podcasts and uh, just listen to the beginning of our show a lot so we can get money for the sponsor. Yeah, big time. (laughs) Uh, Like he said, like, retweet, share, do whatever you need to do. Shout out to them 20 hoodies we sold off the rip. Uh, Keep ordering. DMs are open. We can make an order at any time. Kind of just shut this one down to be the first order and go and get them guys rolling and let them benefit from being the first ones to buy. Uh, but like I said, DMs will be open, our phone numbers if you have them, uh, our social media, whatever you need to do. But just keep sharing, retweeting, interacting on Twitter. And as always, appreciate the support. Thank you all for the support. Go get the merch. Stock's going up. Y'all better get in right now. <laughs>